Good evening, 80s fans. Lock Talk Radio. Good evening, 80s fans. How are you all doing tonight? My name is Juan Alamán. There's the funky rhythm. And joining me tonight is Mr. Tony Lamar. Say hi, Tony. What's up, people? Music is the word of the day. Music is the word of the day. You listen to that funky beat, and we've got a bunch of funky songs from 1989 that we want to talk about tonight. And we decided to break this up a little bit differently. We're not going to pick just top five songs because there's so much music that comes out in the year. I think because there's so many songs on an album that you have more than one favorite per album, right? Yeah, well, you look at this. I think that a year of music is pretty much your soundtrack of what things that happened to your life during that time. I always right. felt, I think certain songs set off certain memories. It could be something as stupid as, I remember this song when I bought pretzels at a, at a theme park. It, but it, I think that's what music does. It captures a, a time, a time capsule of your life that that song always reflects. And even good memories and bad memories, but that's what I think songs do. It, it, it holds on a part of your life. I agree with you completely. We were talking about this earlier when we were preparing ourselves, and that's right. Uh, this was ending my junior year was the beginning of 1989, going into my senior year, which was the fall of 1989 and the, the beginning of the winter, and I was dating. So you know how you are when you're in high school and you're all gushy about everything and you're dating, and every single song means something special to you, and <laughs> you remember those days, Tony? Am I, well, I look at dating in high school <laughs> a little bit different than you do, because uh, by my senior year, I was already a dad, so I, <laughs> so I, guess, I, I guess I wasn't that nervous around girls. <laughs> what year did Let's Get It On come out? Because uh, Shoot, you know, man. Uh... <laughs> I, was, I was ahead of the game already, people. The way of the game. Of the game. <laughs> More than I should have been in 1989, that's for sure. That's for so sure. Were, I am sure. Were you still in high school? Yes, I was. I was still in high school. Okay. You were still in high school. It was my gra- I graduated that year. I should make it clear. I graduated June of that year. Okay. So, um, I, long story short, so I pretty much went straight to junior college. And, man, you ready for this? Guess how much I paid for a full semester of college? At junior college in 1989. I want you to guess. Just give me a guess how much I paid for college. All right. I'm going to say 1000 Okay. You are wrong, sir. My college, this is for a whole semester. I mean, full-time student. My books ran about, I believe, close to $300. It was 50 bucks a semester at this junior <laughs> college. Wow. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It was, I was, my plan was to do the first two years at a junior college. And then do the last two as sounds I stake. I was in California at the time. But that plan didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So here's what we're going to do. If you want to participate, you can. 714-242-6116. If we talk about a song that you like, you can chime in on it. And also, if there's something we don't mention near the end of the show, call us. Tell us why you like the song. But I want to start off with country music. Now, Tony, what do you know about country music? Uh, absolutely nothing. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> in 1989. I had zero interest in country music. 
I will listen to metal music before country music. This, and I'm not a big fan of, me, of metal music. So just give you an idea how how often the country station's on in my car. Not very often. Not All very right. Often. Well, country music has been with me since I was a little kid because I grew up in East Texas. And you have a choice of about two or three radio stations when I was growing up, and two of them were country. So uh, by 1989, uh, I was listening to a lot of different things. But there was this, this guy, he would become a little bit more popular in the future. His name was Garth Brooks. You may have heard of him. Uh, <laughs> he released his uh, initial CD, and it was self-entitled. And uh, it has one of my favorite country songs that has ever been produced, really, and that is The Dance. Now, The Dance is about life, really. It kind of encapsulates what life is about. You can't redo anything, and if you want to, why would you? Because you'd lose out on the great memories you have and the present that you do have. So in this song, he's talking about sharing this dance with someone, and then things go south, of course, as it always ends. And he says, I wouldn't have changed a thing because we never would have shared that dance. And I, I find it so poetic and beautiful that I really, really appreciate that song. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I do remember that's when Garth Brooks started blowing up. And I don't, is this the same year that Achy Breaky Heart came out, or is that the big, <laughs> big, the '90s hit? I think that might be a '90s hit, uh, but All I right, do so remember that, in high school having a mullet. I'm not surprised to hear that. To tell you the truth, <laughs> I see you with a mallet. I do big old mallet on your head, you yeah. know, with a can of beer. Did you have a gun rack in the back of your car? Ha ha! Did I you? Was did not, you? I was not a total country boy. Uh, I didn't have a car in high school until after I graduated because I didn't have the money. My girlfriend drove me around, and my friends did. They <laughs> <So. laughs> <Say> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay. Another country song that came out, uh, or another country artist that was still really big today, had uh, a good song that year, was George Strait. And he had Ace in the Hole, which you gotta have an ace in the hole. It's kind of a... Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, don't laugh at me. Uh, but uh, I'm yeah, you are. <laughs> Must be just laughing. Country music. All right, all right, I'm better. But that was that was a, a good song. It was a good CD, and uh, I enjoy country music. I think as an artist, I appreciate all facets facets of music, and I'm entertained by all of them. I don't like everything. You know, I'm not going to say I'm I'm a big fan of this. I'm a big fan of this, and I'm a, I I can listen to country music, and I have some country music on my Spotify. But what I really like. And what I listened to a lot was pop music. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was a big year for Madonna. Like a Prayer came out. Uh, Like a Prayer, I do remember that there was a big controversy over this song. Pepsi had a commercial that aired one time, and I did see the commercial air. And it was over this song. It was totally innocent to her seeing herself as a little girl, if I'm not mistaken. And Mm -hmm. I guess the church went, went... went nuts over the song and Pepsi pulled the plug on the song on the video on the commercial. Sorry, I don't know if you see. I'm, I'm pretty sure that commercial online on YouTube should look it up, but it aired only once and I do it yep. during some event 
I maybe I don't remember what it was, but I, I remember seeing it. If that's not a bad commercial. Then that was the last time I ever seen it. It was pulled. Yeah, I remember seeing it, and um, I, I remember liking Madonna a little bit more because she was a brunette in that video, and I liked oh. her with her natural hair color. Yeah. Wow. Brunette. And I have someone. <laughs> I have someone that's written me here that says that they're paying two hundred and seventy-five dollars a credit hour. For their college right now. Wow. So yeah, you, Mr. Full Time fifty dollar student, got lucky. But also in the in the year of nineteen eighty nine, I really liked who somebody who came made a major comeback was Donny Osmond. He had the, the Is that the same Soldier year Love. Soldier of Love came out in eighty nine? Soldier of Love came out in eighty nine and Sacred Emotion was like a cool song to me because He's like, you know, I, I like you a lot. I can't say I love you, but we have a sacred emotion together. And I really dug that song because, uh, you know, you don't want to say, you know, when you're in high school that you love somebody, but a sacred emotion, you baby. Well, it's cool <laughs> about um, the, the, the cool story behind uh, Soldier of Love is mm-hmm. the way the song was released. I don't know if you know this, but when the song came out, they would not release the name of the artist. They kept it a secret. Because they, they they really knew the song was good, but no one gave it a chance. It says "Soldier Love" by Donny Osmond. They wouldn't play it on his name alone, and I think whoever was the, whoever made that decision was a smart one producer, if it was a producer or executive, whoever made that call, made his make a second win of his career for Donny Osmond because of that. Because without "Soldier Love," you would not got "Sacred Emotion." That's that's pretty much high stand on it. I love that song. I did not know it was Donny Osmond until after a couple of weeks, and someone told me. And I said, no, it's not. And I looked up, and I said, oh, it is. He is. It is Soldier Love. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's all I remember. Just want to share that with you. Yeah. Well, I also liked, and this is one of my favorite songs by Tears for Fears, Sowing the Seeds of Love. I have to hear the song. I don't know this song. I'm not going to sing it for you because you've already laughed at me once, and I think that's our <laughs> limit for the entire program. But uh, Sowing the Seeds of Love is kind of a Beatlesque sound, and mm-hmm. um, it's a really great song. If you've never heard it, look it up, Sowing the Seeds of Love by Tears for Fears. It's, mm-hmm. it's real throwback, and the video is awesome. The video is really cool to look at because it's, it's like a 60s like psychedelic trip video. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any? And we talked about one that you really like, and I want to save it for the end of the program because you're probably going to talk about it for a little while, and that's Prince and the Batman entire soundtrack, right? Yeah, well, there's there's, there's other songs that came out of the year that I like, but yeah, Prince, we can, I mean, I can talk about it now. I'm not going to take up that much time. Uh, okay, go ahead. Prince, Prince album is called, it was a Batman soundtrack when this is the same year that Tim Burton's Batman came out. Now, there's a lot of hype over this movie, and then, like, I, I remember this. This really got me so upset. I'm in the theater, okay? Crowd just roaring for Batman. You know, the Batman started playing, and they started showing all the credits, and then it's a Batman soundtrack by Prince. Everybody in the theater started booing in the theater. I, what? My dad could – oh, my goodness. It was funny. I thought it was funny. I stood up and just, like – what the heck? And then they went back to cheering. They, they were booed Prince. I don't know why, but they did. Okay, here's the thing, in my opinion, about this album. I really felt that this was not a well-put-together album for, for, for a Prince album. I really felt that, as you said earlier, he phoned it in. Because some of the songs 
kind of go with it, but not really. I didn't feel Prince really put his heart into it. And reading up on it a little bit, it seems I might be right a little bit on that. All right. Um, I will admit that uh, there are some songs on there pretty good. Arms of Orion is pretty good. And Scandalous is probably the best song off the whole freaking album. Bad Dance is a joke. Batman's is a commercial. (laughs) That should have been a commercial. I mean, it's just not, I, oh, anyway. So there, I do like some songs on the B side, which is like Mm -hmm. 200 Balloons is pretty cool. But, um, the one that does stand out is, is Party Man because Party Man was like a, he made like two videos with this character called the Gemini where he played half Batman half Joker. Okay. And you see that character in two videos, a Bat Dance video and a Party Man video, and he's just he's trying. It's it's cool, but again, I think some of the songs are just forced in. It doesn't even matter. But I I, I it's of course I was a big Prince fan back then. A lot of these songs that you're talking about, I only know maybe from the radio or watching videos. Because remember, MTV was still showing music videos back then. So there what? are times where I was watching, oh, really? This is a, man, I know these kids. But once upon a time, MTV showed music videos for 24 hours. What a concept. You know? I know. <laughs> but, you know, know that reminds yeah. me. Do, do you remember what the theme was when they were releasing the VHS to Batman and the time that they released it at? I know the Batman movie came out in October. It was like one of the first movies that came out less than six months from the original release day. So I don't. You have to refresh my memory on that. What what, what were they playing? The no. The whole thing was get them what they want for Christmas. Get them Batman. So Ugh. my buddy, my best friend in the world, still my best friend Paul, uh, he gave me Batman, and I said, "Hey, thanks, man. How'd you know?" Because I did want it. He goes, "Get them what they want for Christmas, yo." So, <laughs> so uh, we did uh, watch Batman at the theater, and then he did buy it for me for Christmas. So I really appreciated that. That's but cool. That's a on, friend. Yeah, that's a friend for you right there. Mm-hmm. But moving on, again, I was mentioning earlier, Janet Jackson had Rhythm Nation that year, which was a huge album for her. I mean, Missy Much, Rhythm Nation. Um, what else was on that um, that control. That's not. Oh man, what was on that album? Let's 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 wait a while. I think that's one of them off that album. Oh wait a minute, could you hear that? Yeah, I should have done that in 1989. <laughs> that's what that's what I should have done in 1989. Let's wait a while, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's wait another year, baby. Let's let's, wait, let's, let's, slow, let's slow the roll down, people. Yeah, but uh, well, really. What stands out in that year is I was a big – I will say this. I did have a thing for Miss Paula Abdul. I think this is a year she had oh, like a couple of – she had a couple yes. hits that same year. Uh, and I still play – yeah, I mean, I think she had like three or four big hits that year. That's when I really, really got into her. She has a song that um, – Opposite of Track was one of my favorite yeah. songs. I don't think it came out this year. I think it's not the same album. I think it came out in 90, maybe as a single. I don't know, but Straight Up was one of her biggest hit in 1989. So, Forever Your Girl was my favorite. Yeah, that's a, that was a pretty cool song and video. And she was dating, uh, uh, you know, she was dating or, during that time. Was it Emilio Estevez or Arsenio Hall at that time? Emilio Estevez. Well, you're, the answer, you're, well, she did date both, but not at the same yeah. time. But not, oh. <laughs> 
I'm making but it sound was, so bad. Sorry, Paula Abdul. <laughs> well, the correct answer is during um, Forever Your Girl, um, she was dating Arsenio Hall, who I saw together. Um, this is when I was working for the airlines, and I saw them together. They wished them to the, a plane. They, they were in the private area, but this is when mm-hmm. the airport was still being built, so it was all construction. So they had to go through the public area to get to the plane, and that's where I saw them together. Like, ooh, look at that. That's pretty cool. Back then, I probably break, break out my phone and took a picture because, you know, hey, you know, that was a different time. Back then, you had a big old 35 millimeter in your hand or uh, or 110 camera. Like, can you guys stand still? I got to get some lighting. Yeah, can you stay here? Don't move. I can take a bunch of pictures. I don't know which one's going to be good. So, But, you know, <laughs> one thing is that I really got a kick. I thought, I was like, do I like better, Paula or Janet? I think Janet back then, she was becoming her own because, yeah, keep in mind, Michael Jackson owned the 80s, you know. Yeah. At the same yeah. time, I think uh, Smooth Criminal, or I'm sorry, Bad came out, I think, the fall of this year. So I think he may have one or two singles out in that, that year, 89. Mm-hmm. I think it's also the same year where Moonwalker came out in Europe in the fall. Oh, wow. So I know more than I thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's just, I think that's the fall that we're yeah because that's true because this is the same year where everyone thought it's going to be the big battle between Michael Jackson's Bad and and Prince had an album that came out that year I think it was I want to say Come C O M E came out around the same mm-hmm. year I don't know there's another album that came around the same time as Bad but there was no chance that Prince can outdo Michael Jackson so. Anyway, back to what I was saying about Paul Duell. I think I had a bigger thing for her than Janet that year. But Janet has more hits. I will say that. <laughs> All right. How about – I know this is somebody you're going to like. Debbie Gibson. She released Electric Youth that year. Hello? Hello? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're talking about pop music, and she was We are talking pop. about pop music. And uh, if I haven't said it to the audience yet, I, in the 1989, I was mostly listening to – a set tape, and yes, I did have a CD player, not in my car, but I did have a, a portable CD player. I will say that I wasn't loaded back then, but I did have. I I have to admit, I had one of the first CD players thanks to my mom, and the first album was a Prince album was Under the Cherry Moon was my first CD ever, and that was in 1986. So anyway, that's going back a bit, but as you're saying, Debbie Debbie Gibson, she was Debbie Gibson had it, yeah. But here's another one that I, I think you will agree with me is famous and now infamous, Millie Vanilli. Girl, you know it's oh, true. Man. All right. Go ahead and tell your story. And uh, mine is going to end with kind – of, I'd like to hear your story about Millie Vanilli. What what's your thoughts on them? Millie Vanilli, I thought the concept was great. I knew something was up because my senior year, we went – to see them in concert. This was 90 in the, in the spring of 90. So we went to see them in concert and they were singing, you know, perfectly girl, you know, it's true. You know, and they're running around sweating profusely and doing like ninja show and jumping around. And then when between songs, this is how they sounded. Hello, Dallas. Hello. I'm like, wait a minute. Something's wrong with that. You know, because they sing perfect English, but they can't speak it very well. And, you know, that was that was when I knew something was wrong. But I, you know, I, I figured maybe they got their their lyrics down good or something. But I just remember <laughs> my mom also. 
Hmm. And I remember my mom saying, which one's Millie and which one's Vanilli? Actually, none of them were. (laughs) Yeah, neither of them are. Uh, They're Rob and Fab. So that's my Millie Vanilli story. But I love Blame It on the Rain. Girl, you know it's true. Don't forget my number. I really dug their, and I had their cassette tape. I didn't have a CD player, rich guy. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, anyway. Okay, so this is the time. There, here's something that maybe people – I would love to see if they're still around. This is during the Columbia Records era where you bought, you know, for one penny, you got like 10 albums. And then you got to buy like five of them for like some crazy price, like $25 each in the, over the next three years. Yeah. Millie Vanilli was one of the albums I got out of that collection, okay? And I thought it was pretty cool. Let's fast forward a couple of years later with this information, and when the, the whole lawsuit came down and they had to pay people money and everything, I got a check from Millie Vanilli for three dollars and eighty three cents. I wish I kept that check instead, instead of cashing it in. I thought it was so freaking hilarious. Actually, I got money from that settlement when they got all busted out. So, and I what think I heck? got it. Yeah, I got it only because I got through Columbia House of Records. That's the only reason why I got it. But yeah, I actually got a check from for buying that album. On the corner. You remember that? Okay. On... He's a bootleg <laughs> here. He's a bootleg. He's a bootleg. The bootleg. Speaking, speaking of bootlegs, now, um, of course, you <laughs> talked about Madonna, and you know, yeah, just I, you thought I had something good, but I didn't. Um, yeah, I'll wait for your segue. Who are you gonna say you had bootleg? Because I had one in mind, but now go ahead. Go. All right, who's I'm bootleg? Like, Tell me. Who was a bootleg back back then? Mm-hmm. This funky Coleman, a wild thing. By oh Coleman. my goodness. Everybody, everybody, everybody copy those, those CDs. <laughs> everybody copy that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Funky Cole Medino. I remember Coleman. dancing at a club in San Jose called D.B. Cooper's, based off the guy who parachuted with the money. It was yeah. a club where um, on the front, on the, above the, the dance floor, you know how you would have a fan? Yeah, but instead of a fan, it was a guy strapped on that fan. Of course, a dummy holding a suitcase yeah. and money, and he's just spinning in the center. It's pretty, I thought it was pretty cool. It's supposed that, to be deep. That does sound cool. I saw a lot of crazy stuff at that club. Stuff that's not for this audience, but it was a public area, and it was a crazy club. And uh, and I wasn't really into it. I mostly went for my friends. Mm-hmm. I would go with them to hang out, but it wasn't still not my thing. Clubs have never been my thing. Never been my thing, but. When I think of uh, cult, uh, Tone Logue, I think about D.B. Cooper's. See, see people? Ah, I see. You see how that worked? It you know, brought a memory back. The time capsule. Well, I was Mr. Make a Mixtape. I was just sitting around the house. I mean, I, I, all I did was homework. I played football. I worked. And, you know, I went out occasionally with my girlfriend. And that was about it. I didn't go to clubs or anything like that. I, I stayed at home. And I made a lot of slow mixtapes for myself, for myself, actually, because I never gave them anybody. You would make slow tape music for yourself? Yeah, because I'd listen to them, uh, you know, when I was feeling down and blue. I was always down and blue for some reason. And, like, if you if you don't know me by now, the the, the Simply Red remake of the, the Harold Melvin and the Blue Note song, If You Don't Know Me By Now. Yeah, I know, I know that, that. That's a great song, man. Yeah, and and I would just sit there and I'd listen to it sometimes, and I'd be like, oh. 
I'm an emotional dude. I wear my yeah. I wear my emotions on my sleeve, buddy. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a song that does the same thing for me from that same year, and that's going to be what? Mike and Mechanics' "The Living Years." I love that song. Oh, that song man, is just it's just power. It's just like I'm gonna call my dad. Love, do I still love him? Oh my god. <laughs> Don't go, Dad. I, I tell you how I feel. Let me tell you about my emotions. <laughs> In the Living Years is an awesome song, and and the 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 part that always gets me every single time is I wasn't there the moment the the morning when my father passed away, and you think about the opportunities you have to talk to someone. Did you, did you waste them? Especially when they're gone, and. Uh, that that song really makes you think about stuff like that. Did I waste any moments that I could have had or shared? So yeah, you picked a great song there. And Richard Marks, he had Repeat Offender that year, and Right Here Waiting, I think, was on it. I'm not familiar um, with that song. I don't know. That that one is another one. I mean, Richard Marks was the king of the ballad there in in the late '80s. He had Summer Nights, uh, Right Here Waiting. Uh, should have known better, which was it was a faster song, but it was like uh, than to fall in love. Should have known better than to fall in love with you and stuff like that. But did uh, he like do heaven? Waiting. No. All right. Okay. No, he. I don't. I don't believe he did heaven. I'd have to look that up, but I know. I, I don't think he did. But um, I think Warren did heaven, didn't they? I'm talking Just about the um, dude. I think I might have to call a audible here and check. Yeah, you're right. It was Brian Adams. Okay. Brian Adams. Okay. Right. Uh, but um, but right here, waiting is a great song. Uh, Oceans apart, day after day. Oh man. And I and I remember I was cutting. I, I was working in a produce department of a grocery store, and I was cutting. What? Was, uh, yes. And uh, I was I was cutting uh, lettuce up or something, and that song came on, and and I was like. That's like me and my girlfriend. We're way apart right now. We need to get together. <laughs> You're yep. so emotional. <laughs> I know. Every, every song that I like is like has to do with something slow, like um, uh, a great a great duet that came out that year with Linda Rostad and Aaron Neville, and uh, it was Don't Know Much. Don't Know Much. Andrew. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a great song, man. That was our song too. That was our song. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, well, but uh, I don't, I don't listen to it anymore. I'm a married. Well, it, it brings back the bad memories. It's bad memories. It's kind of funny because there are some songs that now I love back then because it reminds me of somebody or someone special, and now mm-hmm. like it just. Air taste the heck out of me. Like I don't want to remind you. I was so stupid back then. Why start stomping around and stuff like that? But I'm gonna talk about this next artist. Is that okay? One. I'm not gonna say his name yet, but I want to get you, you know, see if you can guess it. Was part of a big band, a big group in the '80s, and he was a troublemaker, and he decided to go solo. And when you heard his name saying he'd make a solo album, like why would he, of all people in the band, would make a solo album? Can you name the artist? Uh, deducing, I'm going to say Bobby Brown. And you will be correct, sir. And, I, mean, I don't know about you, but when I heard that, because he's part of New Edition, they had a lot of hits in the 80s, yeah. and you would think Ralph, Ralph T., whatever his last name is, you'd think he would, because he was a lead singer and he, he had a great voice. If anybody should, should go solo, it should be Ralph, not Bobby. 
Oh, but yeah. Bobby proved everybody wrong. Bobby came out with some freaking songs that to this day I play more than I do with New Edition. Don't get me wrong, I love New Edition, but come on, man, my prerogative. I am my goodness, I love that. Song. I love it so much. I did a karaoke version. Uh, real quick, I'm tell you a quick story. So I love okay. Bobby Brown, my prerogative, and I was. Um, this is when you know how your girlfriend and her girlfriend will try and get the, the their boyfriends together to become buddies. Try uh, talking about like so they can do, do day stuff together. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, I did not like him at first because we had a little disagreement about the um, the whole uh, prom stuff, right? So this is the summer mm-hmm. after we became we became real good buddies. So much I started knowing stuff that I should not have known and put me in, a, in an awkward spot. But anyway, <laughs> we did a. Uh, we went to one of those karaoke machines at a theme park where I used to work, and we had a green. It was a huge green screen room, and they said, "What song you want to dance to?" And it was my prerogative. And I still have the video. I still have that video to this day. Oh my goodness! No way. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of funny. You, you can see that's when the waist start coming. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm wearing um, I'm wearing acid wash jeans, ripped. And they look so freaking tight on me, like, dude, I'm gonna wear these no matter what. <laughs> it's like nice. I didn't look that. Uh, you can see the weight is starting. It's just like like a little seed. You can see, oh, this is where it's <laughs> gonna happen. This is where Tony becomes a big guy. But um, all that song, every little step you take, I love all that. Uh, Bobby Brown was the man back then. I thought it was so cool, and I really got a kick out of his music back then. Yeah, my project is still one of my favorites. I totally agree with you on that. I love that because um, I had it on tape, but I love that tape, man. My Not prerogative, Roni. No, remember Rich Guy? I didn't. My first CD player wasn't until I was in college in in like 90, 91. Mm-hmm. And it was in my house and it was this huge thing. It was this huge honking thing. And I paid almost 100 bucks for it. Wow. Oh. Yeah. It was this huge honking thing that I had to connect to my stereo. Man, those were the days. So it was so I, I had a, <laughs> a I had a portable CD player, and I didn't mm-hmm. like carrying it around. So I had one upstairs and one in the living room. I didn't want to, I'd rather carry a CD. So I just bought two machines. I didn't want to have oh. more. I just you know just make it easier to carry a CD than a, than a player. So I bought two. <laughs> Be the jerk right now. <laughs> I know you're making me feel all bad. <laughs> well, I, 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 see, I hate when people say I'm rich. It wasn't that because my mom and dad said, you know, they keep their bills. You've been spending your money. I worked. I really worked full time when I was in high school. I had so I always had cash. So luckily, I would just take my paycheck and I bought where I want. Oh, I want to buy a VCR. Oh, I want to buy me a CD player because you know it's not bad. Anyway, let's get back to the music. Now, enough about me. I want. I want. Yeah, to, I want another. I want another guilty pleasure song. I know there's another song in there that's like, I don't know. Tony may make fun of me. So what is it? Because oh, I got to guess. Tony I may make guess. fun of me. Okay. How about So Alive by Love and Rockets? Who? That's a great song, man. You're not listening to enough music. I'm so alive. It was just like a sit back and chill song. It wasn't sad. It wasn't like get you hip hop and moving. It was just relaxed uh, music. It was it was a great song. It, again, if you haven't heard it, uh, it's by Love and Rockets. It's called So Alive. It's in the vein of um, the church, 
that sang uh, in the uh, in the Milky Way tonight. Yeah, see, again, I, 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 I'm sorry, people. I was that deep in the music like this guy here. So I have no <laughs> knowledge of this song. I'm going to have to look it up just to hear it. I, it may ring a bell, but right now I'm coming up dust, brother. Okay, dust. I'll, give you one, I'll give you one that you'll know, and that is a guilty pleasure because it's kind of a corny song. We what Didn't Start the Fire, Mr. William Joel. That came out that year? That's a cool song. That's a I cool like song, that. but, it's a, but it's kind of a guilty pleasure because – it's kind of corny, you know. Birth control, Ho Chi Minh, Richard Nixon back again. Oh, south, I know the song. South. I love that song. Yeah. I, I, I saw him in concert earlier, well, last spring. And he did that he did. song. Oh, he's so lucky. And that was so cool because I had heard him uh, in an interview before saying he did, really didn't like to do that song because if you miss one line, you're done. <laughs> oh, did you screw? So, I mean, yeah, 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 because it's so fast and it just keeps going and going and going. But uh, you know what? We'll talk about pop a little bit more. But let's talk about something that that I I kind of liked, and that was the hair bands. I was okay. uh, a hair band kind of guy. Eighteen in Life was by Skid Row that year. It came out. Uh, Eighteen in Life was a great song. And, you know, you think about it, and it's about a guy and his buddy who are out acting like total dill holes. One shoots the other, and now he's 18 years old, and he's got life to go in prison. Nice, huh? Wow. That's, 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 that's deep, huh, that sounds like a movie for the Disney. Sounds like a Disney movie here, people. <laughs> he's like, Johnny, what did you do to Billy? I don't know. The gun went off. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an after school special people right. look them up the, the only song <laughs> from the, the hair band that I know and that was on again MTV look it up people um, is a song by Warrant and it's called Cherry Pie it's the only song I do know because I thought it was so it was so obvious what they're talking about, but it was just I I kind of laughed at the video. To be honest with you, it's just like I know what y'all are trying to say, and it's not that creative, and I'm bored. And that's why that's how I felt about a lot of the, of, of the heavy metal hair music hair bands. I think they wrote songs that were just a lot of loud noise so they can have sex with women across the country, and that's how I really felt. And I might be wrong, but I just didn't see a lot of that music as music. I thought it was just a lot of just ah! and this, I just couldn't get into it. I like someone to change my mind on it. I like to give me the best top songs I need to listen to to change okay. my mind. Well, one that's good, and it was, it was this like uh, kind of rock uh, these these uh, hair band ballads and this When I See You Smile by Bad English. That That was a really good song. It was very well done, and it was by a hair band. Hey, they did a good job with it. What do you think of that? Uh, I'll remember? listen to it. I, I don't know the song. Again, I'm sorry, people. I apologize. I'm not going to apologize anymore. This is who I was. Stop judging me. <laughs> okay, so, all right. I'll, I'll listen. I will definitely – I promise you this. You give me a list of the top five songs of hair band. And uh, I will listen to them and give you my – as an adult, I think I'll give a better uh, criticism now than I would at 19. Now that, that I can well, promise you. Well, I can promise you that we'll dedicate a whole program 
because I can guarantee you I can come up with an hour's worth of good hair metal songs for you. So maybe sometime down the future. But I'll, I'll take that Pepsi challenge. I really would. I would. I'll tell you honestly if I like it or not. And I, I, I'm, I'm pretty open with music. I like all sorts of music. It's just that we're talking about 89. I know where my mindset was, and I wasn't into, into heavy metal music at all. How about rap music, hip-hop? I, I was starting to phase out at this time. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some rap songs I like, but I think after NWA, I was done with rap music. I was already on the downhill right. slope, but then that little time in the, in the early 90s, mm-hmm. I was into rap music, maybe because of Gangstar, because it was so new and different, but that wore it out really quick with me, because I got tired of all the language and killing and, and all these women that happened to have, to have sexes in the, in the video or in the song. I got burnt out on it, so I do like uh, – I'm more of the early 80s, mid-80s mm-hmm. rap, you know, and okay. around the – it started to get a little darker, and – I guess trying to be more real to the, the you know, of the environment. I so agree. Any with rap you music, on, on yeah, any, yeah, yeah. So there's because a couple there, rap music I like. Yeah, there was Two Live Crew that year with as uh, nasty as they want to be. Yeah, that, see what I'm talking that, about. Yeah. yeah, that that CD got them banned, but yeah. a lot of people did gain an appreciation for Full Metal Jacket. Who? Full Metal Jacket. Me so horny. Remember, oh, that's yeah, the line yeah, from yeah, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. No, I, I didn't hear the question. Short? I'm sorry. I, I would have okay. got it. I didn't catch it. The uh, But see, even that that rap music, I think what, one or two songs is okay and the rest. Do you, can you name any other songs off that album? Uh, on on Two Live Crews? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Me So Horny. Uh, well, a lot of them you can't say right now. <laughs> yeah. You see, my point is that it's just that it just got raunchy, and, and I and I don't think yeah. I, you know me. Do I come off like a person into raunchy stuff? Do I come off that way? No, you you do not. But there there is a great story that one day we'll have to share about watching the movie Orgasmo. Do I? We didn't watch that together, did we? Did we? Yes. Oh my God, that's sad. We are sad little men watching Orgasmo. All right, so back to music. There's another artist band that I only had, I, I want to call One Hit Wonders, but not when you hear One Hit Wonders, you're thinking just one song and that's it. But I'm mm-hmm. thinking just one album with this band. They had two good songs on here, and it was Buying Young Cannibals. You know, yeah. They came out with, she, 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 she drives me crazy, which I love that song. That's If you want to like pick one of the top songs from 1980 or trying to put the songs of A's in a time capsule, this song would definitely be one of them. It's, it, it's, it's a more upbeat 80s song, but it's totally an 80s song. In 1989, I think this is pretty much the end cap of that era of 80s music. Because already at this point, you're starting to get this type of feel, what, what's going to be known as the 90s. You know, I'm thinking about like bands like, you know, was it Heart, was it Soul to Soul? You know, yeah. Think about the yeah songs that came out in the next you know decade, yeah. and I think Finding Cannibals were the last of them to really capture what the sound of the '80s was, and this is that's just my opinion though. That's just okay. But there was another rap album I wanted to talk about that was really good. These guys could really flow. They weren't dirty. They were just really good, and that was De La Soul and uh, Three Feet. 
High and Rising was the name of the the album. And my favorite song off that is uh, Me, Myself, and I. Oh. I know, yeah. I know the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a mm-hmm. man. That They were good. Mm-hmm. They were good. My buddy's like, man, you don't know nothing about that. And I was like, why? He goes, you ain't black. I'm like, what? And I said, why not? I mean, wh- I mean, wh- why don't I know anything about that? Why do they say de la soul? That's Spanish. And he goes, uh. <laughs> yeah, <he's- laughs> shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down. Men is talking here. Men is talking. But, uh, <laughs> but that was a really good CD. I mean, if you want to go out and buy a CD, if you just want to look them up on Spotify or whatever you use, Pandora, whatever you use, De La Soul was a great group. Mm-hmm. And of course, we talked earlier about Funky Cole Medina and Tone Loke. <laughs> Wasn't Young MC the same year too? Young MC, I think he might have been yeah, a little Busta bit Moo. later. Busta Moo came out that same Busta year. Busta Moo did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's okay, but it's just again that rap song is not that dirty. It gets a little dirty, but it's it's an example of things to come, in my opinion. I mean, if you look at all the music in the early '80s up to now, there's a there's a there's a documentary on Netflix called "The Hip Hop Evolution," which tells you the whole story how rap music started. It goes back in 1972 up until present day, and it really it's it it gives you the whole breakdown of it. It's, it's something I would recommend if you're into rap music, check it out on Netflix. I'm not getting paid to say it, but check it out. But back yeah. to Young MC, it's it's it, to me it's like what I was saying earlier how the music of rap started changing for me because back in the early '80s, all about I'm the coolest rapper, I'm the best rapper. It wasn't anything. Your your bitch is my hoe, and you know I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. It wasn't like <laughs> how it is now. You know, it was all about I'm the best on the mic, and and the raps were. If you look back now, yeah, they're pretty simple, almost Dr. Seuss a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was the beginning of it. You know, it was just it was. You know, a new type of music that was coming out. So it was learning on its own, but I was, I was glad that I grew up with that type of music. Cause I mean, you look now, you know, look at some of the rap today. It's just now you can't understand what they're saying. I'm not old, but I, I understand the English language and that's not a word. <laughs> it was like, well, I mean, all right. If you think about this, Think about this. I, I agree with you that you can't hear, or I mean, you can hear, but you don't understand. They're kind of mumbling. But yes. Wh- how is that different? How is it different from uh, making a word up like shaman? That's that's scatting. That goes back to jazz music. That's scat. That's maybe, like, maybe that's, mumbling is the new scatting. Well, I, oh no 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 no. You have painted your even with. No, I have not paid myself a corner. Here's the reason why. Because even those songs they scat, there are still actual lyrics. It's part of like the bridge or whatever, the music part of the melody that you, you're going along. You're like, you're just, you're just going with the beat of the music. All right? But, okay. with, with, but when you do this mumbling rap, it's like that's the whole song. What? 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 What are you saying? Say, say words, and then you can do the scatting. But they're, they're not doing that now. It's like it's our own secret language that only the youth understands. No, it's called English. Use it, people. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for that commercial, Mr. Lamar. It was. And now and, we and return the more to you our know. program. 
The more you know. The more you know. How about Love Song by The Cure? Who? Oh, that's the 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 Cure. Those are those mod. Is that the mod? Emo people like REM? Is that the same group? No, they're not the same as REM. Okay. Love Song is a great song. I mean, anybody out there that wants to chime in with this, because Mr. Lamar does not know who the cure is, uh, again, it's, what, 714-242-6116. We are coming up on about 15 minutes in our program or so. So, you know, if you want to chime in right now, we're here, but we're going to keep talking because we have plenty more music to talk about. How about just for... Giggles. Let's see who we could talk about for giggles. Um, Here, here's one. If you don't have anything, okay. this no, no, artist. No. This artist here was big in the '70s, and she made a comeback. I think in this year, and I'm talking about Cher. Mm-hmm. Cher came out with um, "If I Can Turn Back Time." And yeah. which is which is a cool song. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's pretty cool. But her other song, she did a duet with another artist from Chicago, Mr. Peter Cetera, and they did this song called "After All." That was part of the soundtrack of a movie with Robert Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Yeah, I forgot the name of the movie right now, but I chances of, are. Of, hmm? chances are chances are exactly. Now this song here is one of my guilty pleasure songs. I love After All. It wasn't it didn't chart very well, but that I I really love. I like Peter Cetera from Chicago. There's a lot of songs from Chicago that I like, but this song here yeah. is I love this. I I just heard a song like last week. That's how much that's how much I love this song. I heard it even recently. And I was just it's picking on, it up on the radio. Yeah, it's, it's on my permanent playlist, and I really think it's an underrated song. It's a nice song. It's a nice melody. It it's just an '80s ballad. I mean, I mean a ballad, but it's a nice little love song. Something you listen to in a corner with a glass of wine and candles, you know. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> but no, I, I love the words to that song. After all the stops and starts, we keep coming back to these two hearts. Two angels who've been rescued from a fire. Oh, man. You're going to make me cry. Please so don't. Let's, <laughs> okay, let's pump up the jam. How about that? Oh, that's um. Who sang that? <laughs> Pump up the jam. That's yeah, not from this pump year. Pump it up. Pump it up. Yes, it is. And Who's it is technotronic. Technotronic. All right, cool. I say t- I believe you. I just didn't think it came out eighty nine. I thought it came out a little bit earlier, but okay. I do. <laughs> I know. I, I, I like to say I don't know music much as I you know that I should. But let's take a look at some of the other songs here since we're running out of time. So if you yeah. can pick. One song that really captures your thought of '89. What song would that be? I'm not gonna say that song that was my girlfriend and mine song. I'm gonna say "I Drove All Night" by Cyndi Lauper. Ah, oh. I think that is a great song. She is a wonderful artist to begin with, mm-hmm. but that song was the epitome. Of, of just growing up and being an adult and wanting to just be with someone, hold them, and 
it was it was just beautifully done. Mm. How about that's, you? That's, well, if I have to pick one song, and surprisingly, it's not going to be a um, a Prince song. You know, mm-hmm. the song here really brought my feelings of the '80s, and I don't care what y'all are going to say, but I I love the song. It's by Millie Vanilli and his Blame It on the Rain. If I think of 1989, I think of this song. I'm sorry, people. I love this song. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I was trying to say it for the end, but it was brought up. But I don't know why. I, it's a very, very big guilty pleasure. I just like the song. The song doesn't make no sense to me, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's cool, though. All I know, he, he did something stupid. He said, Blame It on the Rain. You know, <laughs> I agree I with you. I screwed up. I messed up, but can you just blame it on the rain and we, can we move forward? <laughs> Man. But uh, but the, the 80s, like I said, I don't really, I think come mid-90s, I started like getting off the Prince wagon and start listening to other music and not be all, I only listen to one type of music. And because he comes out with an album every year, I can handle it. Because he did, he came out with an album every year, and that's why I didn't bother, you know, listening to the radio and stuff like that. But definitely, uh, it was a good year. I, looking back at it now, there are, there are a lot of songs I do know in the history behind a little bit and but I again people I'm sorry the heavy metal music and country music I keep saying who not to be mean and cruel it's just I really don't know I'm sorry I wasn't that deep in the music you know as you as you can see <laughs> so please forgive me you know so any any um honorable mentions of 80 of 89 that you want to come yeah uh love in an elevator uh, oh wait a minute okay wait, 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 wait let me guess let me guess okay love in an elevator Oh my God! I think I know the artist. Oh, living in my head. I'm going down. Oh, dude, I I know the song. I, I hear it in my too. head. Huh? <laughs> I I said it while right before you said, "Oh, let me guess who it is." I said the artist. You didn't hear it? I didn't hear the artist. Who is it? Aerosmith. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it, do you remember the video? I've never seen the video. I have never Steven seen the video. Tyler, Steven Tyler's in the elevator. He steps into the elevator, and there's this gorgeous woman in there um, who's working the elevator. And she goes, second floor, lingerie, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, Mr. Tyler, going down. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Yep. Uh, there's one of the songs that I really like is another guilty pleasure of that year is Buffalo Stance. Then it's you heard that song? Yeah. That song there, yeah. I still dance to that. I'm a matter of fact, I might play that after this show because I love that song. What is he like anyway? That's all I remember. <laughs> what is he like? What is he like He's a yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. The show's almost over, and I, I doubt. Uh, I think he's keeping it something secret, people. I think there's a band from this year that he does not want to talk and admit that he loves them. But I'm going to call him out on it. But I'm going to see okay. if he knows the song okay, or, or the group. The song's called The Right Stuff. I, you got it. Man, you got to be kidding me. 
N-K-O-T-B for life, boy. See, oh, but he didn't give the initials. He didn't say the name of the band. He gave their initials. You are a closet case. I, you, no. You, you, you had their posters on the wall. You had their posters on the wall, didn't you? No, no. Yeah, you did. You Not did. that I'm admitting. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, New Kids on the Block, man, they they – they were really popular. I remember uh, we were sitting in my uh, in my junior year, I believe. We were sitting in English, and we had like a down day or something. And someone brought in the Oprah tape where they were on, and they were singing. I think they were singing "I'll Be Loving You Forever," and all mm-hmm. the girls were like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Whatever, <laughs> they're not that great." And then I was singing it under my breath. Yeah. New kids in the block are awesome. They're hanging tough. Whoa. Hanging tough. (laughs) The right stuff. All right, leave me alone. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this almost end this on a tough note. How about Faith No More and Epic? Okay. Um I know the guitarist is popular. Who's the guitarist? He was James what was his Martin, name? I think. All right, I, I don't. I think so. I just never see him in the movie uh, Bill and Ted Bogus Journey. That's all I know. That's <laughs> and he said, "Station." <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? You're right. You're right. Okay. Of course. That's the only way. I, that's the only way I know the band Faith no more is from a movie. And he didn't even sing. They just said who he was. That's it. That's, that's embarrassing, people. That's. <laughs> But um, Epic is a great song. I, I still, it's on my permanent playlist, of course. And it's just an awesome, it was one of those first kind of metal rap type songs because he didn't really sing that song. It was just more like, well, he sang the chorus, you want it all, but you can't have it. But, oh, I remember know, he, that one. Yeah, he kind of rapped the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was I an do awesome remember song. That song. And the video was pretty cool too. At the I wouldn't end know. where they're playing. I, I, yeah, MTV played videos then, remember? I heard of that. I did. I do remember the times where I would just watch MTV and watch videos. And then there was a time where they played half the video. And then they started playing just clips of the video. <laughs> and they said, no, we're going to stop playing videos altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Music do, do you get the theme here, people? I, I yeah. feel bad for this generation because you don't have a channel that shows videos 24-7. It was awesome. It was awesome. Well, you know you know something about that? My kids laugh at me because I'm sometimes home, and they're like, what would you do today? I'm like, I watch videos. I'm like, what? Yeah, because on certain channels, they have, like, epic awesome videos on MTV, one of the MTV channels. And they have something called Epic Awesome Videos. And they play current videos. And then they have Throwback Thursday or Playing mm-hmm. Now. So, yeah, I'm partying all the time. Mm-hmm. I party like I a rock star, man. I got one more song that may be a surprise, but I do love this song. And I only know about this song because I saw the movie. And it really – it was a good movie and had a good song with it. It's Bed Midler's Wind Beneath My Wings. From the movie uh, Beaches. Beaches. Now, I'm not going to talk about that movie because 
to me, it was not my. I went with my mom to let you know. I had to go see it. She made me go see it. Yeah. And right. but I left that theater loving that song, "Wind Beneath My Wings." I love that song. That's a good. That's a that's that's a very very good song. You know that you need more songs like that, people. Write more music well, like that one. That one that was yeah, great. write that one again. Just but like they that. just remade Beaches for Lifetime movies. Anyway, no, they did. Did they really? Yes, with um, uh, Adina Adina Menzel. She was the CC character, and um, oh my goodness, Nia Nia Long, I think is her name, as the the Hillary or what's her name? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Whitney. Yeah. Anyway, while he's looking that up, I've got one more great 1989 CD that if you don't have it, you should listen to it. And it's Don Henley's The End of the Innocence. Not only yep. was the song The End of the Innocence really good, but you also had uh, a New York Minute and The Heart of the Matter. And my favorite song on that CD was The Last Worthless Evening. That is such a great song. It's all about a guy who meets a woman and, and he sees that she's not happy and he goes, this is the last work of this evening that you'll ever have to spend with that loser. You're coming with me, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Don Henley, Mac Daddy of them all. That loser. <laughs> that loser. <laughs> that loser's going to lose you. But, um, well, I think it's time we start wrapping it up. We have no, really there's more music. There is more music, man. But, well, there is, um, how about Jive Bunny? That's swing music? I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a terrible co-host. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Just talk. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, Jive Bunny, you got it. Uh, what's it about? <laughs> Tell me all about it. <laughs> it was just a mix of uh, different, uh, like, uh, kind of blues, rock music, mm-hmm. and uh, they would just do like, uh, just mix, mix them up, song, mix, mixing songs up together, and kind of uh, seamlessly putting them together, kind of like um, Rick Dees did with uh, his his disco duck stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. And gotcha. uh, another thing is, well, we're getting really close, but Michael Bolton with Soul Provider came out that year. Really? Okay. Really, Soul Provider. And then, um, I, as I was doing some research, do you have any albums that stick out to you for the the names that they had? Like Example. this one, Hoodoo Gurus. If you've never heard of them, look them up. But their their CD was titled that came out that year in June, Magnum Come Louder. No, no. Guru gurus. <laughs> and of course, the Ghetto Boys came out that year with their second album. Oh my goodness! I was I'm from Texas, so the Ghetto Boys, Fifth Ward, they were awesome. So right. get some culture in your life, people. Get some culture in your life. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's. Are we wrapping it up here now? We need to. I think we're going to wrap it up, but I appreciate your time tonight, Tony. Thank you. Thank you for giving me everything you had. And uh, thank all of you out there who are listening. We'll be back next Thursday night. Haven't decided what we're going to talk about yet, but we'll let you know with plenty of time to get excited. So please take it easy. We'll see you next week. 
Later, Tony. Later, all. You can find me online at Tony underscore Lamar. And keep it up, people. We love you. We're out of here. Out. All right. We should talk about video games next time. You want to? Yeah. All right. Hey, 